Welcome bloomers, bloominaries, bloomies. It is 2019. This is Fireside episode 12. And this week we have the founder of a really cool Ethereum project called 8X Protocol. Uh, I can imagine if you are anything like me that you are desperate in some cases for the ability to pay for some sort of recurring bill uh, in most cases or paying for some sort of recurring transaction with a crypto asset. Uh, Ethereum would obviously be a great one, but potentially some other ones, maybe a stable coin like DAI or TrueUSD. Well, ADAX Protocol is making that happen. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but Kerman was a great person to chat with. He was super, he is super interesting. Uh, and we actually had a, a lot of preamble that I cut out here. Uh, and, and he and I got along really great. Um, You'll see the time zone difference. It's like the middle of the day for him. It's the uh, almost the middle of the night for me because uh, he's in Australia. But uh, yeah, it, it was a great conversation, and I think you'll really enjoy it as we continue to open up Bloom Fireside to like-minded, uh, uh, value-aligned projects with Bloom. And so this time we have Kerman Coley from Adex Protocol. Happy New Year! Let's start off with, with you and your role at 8X. Can you tell us a little bit, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So I'm the founder um, of 8X, been running it for about eight months now. I think ninth coming up soon. So yeah, it's been a while. Like I actually- <laughs> So you're having an 8X baby. <laughs> Sorry, was that the audio completely loud? Yeah, I cut out a little bit. I said, you're almost at nine months, you're gonna have an 8X baby. Yeah. A kid. <laughs> so I actually go into the crypto game about like with the 2017 bull run. So I'm like arguably like the one of the new kids in the block. Um, but still, it's been kind of really good because uh, like you get in at that peak and you think, man, I've missed it. And then like everything settles down and you're like, nope, <laughs> you're still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so, really uh, didn't yeah, miss a thing. Yeah, so, so it's good kind of like being involved now and especially at this time because it really gives you time to like create the things you want to create and really prepare for like the next kind of like avalanche people that's going to come through. Cool. And okay, so you're, so you know, you're original, you're an original team member. This is your baby. Uh, are there any other, uh, you know, original team members or co-founders that have been around since day one? Yeah, so um, we've got, there are about two, three other people on the team. So they can like join me early on when I like finished writing the white paper and I had this idea, like they're pretty keen to like check it out, just contribute help out on the side. And eventually they just like basically turned into team members too. Um, so yeah, it was like pretty lucky. I think one really cool thing about hiring in crypto is like you can find people based on regular like you uh can just hire based on a role and like the industry is kind of like an afterthought but like the industry comes first and then the role kind of like comes second in crypto right right cool um so yeah can you give us a little bit of background yourself like what were you doing before edx protocol are you fresh out of school have you started a business before yeah so i started coding when i was 12 like it was something i kind of just found fun um 
And then when I was 14, I made this app called Homer Cap that was essentially like an organizer for students. So worked on that for about like five, six years of my life, uh, sold it off last month. It got about two and a half million downloads, hit a hundred thousand people using it every month. So that was kind of like my main venture. I probably spent about five to 7,000 hours on that single project. Wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> a lot of time. And then at the same time, I think worked about 10 to 11 months at a company called Health Engine. So they raised about like 30 million from Sequoia, like Series C back to startup. And then worked at Deloitte for about two months before going full-time it on ADX. <laughs> so, so of uh, of <laughs> so, so we're not looking at shares that are going to vest in a few months or anything like that. Nah. You got out really quickly. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, I kind of like skipped a few a few years. I kind of like say that like I kind of skipped a decade of my life to some extent because like a lot of my the people I get along with or I'm very similar to are about thirty years old. So like it's it's a bit where I'm like this kid in a younger body or something. <laughs> That's okay. Vitalik still. I love Vitalik and, and I've met some of the people who helped start Ethereum with him. So all the respect in the world, but he looks like he's 12. So <laughs> at least you don't look that young. Now he's intelligent. I know he's not 12, um, but he, he looks incredibly young. Whereas you, you don't look that young. Uh, so at least, at least you don't have to, to jump over that barrier every time you meet somebody new. Um, yeah, the beard helps out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, for anybody who's not watching the video, uh, Kerman does not look 12 years old. He has facial hair like myself. So, uh, yeah, that, that definitely helps. Um, okay, so you've got a lot of coding experience behind you. Uh, you, you, know, you went to school. You started ADAX Protocol almost nine months ago. What is ADAX Protocol? Let's, let's get people into, in the know here. Yes, for sure. So essentially ADEX is a protocol for automated payments. So essentially like right now in crypto, all transactions are meant uh, explicitly call an action at a particular time. That doesn't really mimic like the banking or payment infrastructure we have today where we've got cool things like direct debit, scheduled payments, automatic payments. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of bridging that gap where, where we are right now and where we are in that, where we are in the future. So. Um, the original vision or, or current vision is that it's essentially a payment network which allows other people to execute these transactions. Sorry, I think we, I think we missed a few words there. You, you kind of broke up. Sorry. So that just okay. that last sentence or two again? Uh, yeah, so the original vision is basically that anyone else can execute these payments and it's like a decentralized like Visa or MasterCard network. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, you know, we're trying to bring on, you know, as much as obviously, you know, I think Bloom Protocol should work with ADX. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, we're trying to open up the podcast a little bit, bring on more, more projects and companies who are, you know, opening up opportunities to people, you know, all over the world. Um, can you talk a little bit about what sort of impact you think, um, uh, you know, bringing that subscription model or enabling that subscription model or subscription payments on um, you know, within cryptocurrencies can provide to individuals or businesses once, uh, well, actually your your life now, but, you know, as you continue to, to mature it, like 
what sort of opportunities do you see this opening up to to others? Yeah, so the biggest thing is like the protocol is actually around convenience rather than like say any other hard hitting problem. Sure. Typically, you find in like Web two uh, startups, like convenience has a really big impact on like the end usability of a product. Like a lot of other protocols, like arguably have some really complicated like or uh, really complicated tech. We're kind of like that fine line between that. All right, like it's uh, you've got something, but you want to make it better. It's like adding that really nice icing on the cake that makes everything really slick. And like arguably, you need that slickness to really drive like adoption areas. So like subscription payments. Um, well, at least in the consumer content, and you have really high churn rates as a business because expecting someone to pay uh, remember to pay you every month like it's that drops off really quickly so right. like it's adding that really nice like cohesive glue that makes everything really smooth within the system right so i agree yeah that that does make sense you know it's you could i could sell some something to somebody in sri lanka you know right now uh and, and they could pay with whatever ether die um uh, bitcoin litecoin etc but you know if it is that ongoing arrangement certainly it makes it uh, i don't know of any super easy you know save for maybe a paypal or something like that type system where you know somebody from sri lanka could actually could pay somebody in canada every single month every week every day whatever it is um so uh you know maybe you're right it's maybe it's not a hard-hitting problem but certainly it, it does reduce that friction uh, a bit for for situations now in the in the existing traditional system where um, where it's not easy to actually you know make that that recurring transaction uh, simple. So that makes precisely sense. and like kind of just adding on to that, it's like recurring is one use case of automated. So like other like use cases we see for automated payments is like stop losses for DEXs, or whether it's like security token like dividend payments like there are all these different use cases which need that really like frictionless payment experience so that's like the area we want to focus in on subscription payments or recurring payments is just one that makes sense at the time okay cool um the the adex protocol itself uh from what i read it operates uh you have your own 8x service nodes that that you use mm -hmm. with an with a token called 8x or you know something like that an 8x token how do how do the service nodes work? Uh, are they are they full Ethereum nodes uh, that have to download the whole Ethereum blockchain? Are are 8x tokens mm -hmm. ERC20 standard uh, you know tokens? Like how is that all working? For now, like we uh, are six servers for the nodes ourselves, and like uh, like opening up those down the line. Due to the fact that for a network to be viable, there has to be participants who are attracted to build and actually operate these nodes. So mm -hmm. for us, it's kind of um, us bootstrapping our own little economy until it's sufficient enough to kind of open up down the line. So like when we do open it up, um, essentially you'll have these nodes that either connect into something like Infura, which is essentially like a hosted blockchain by someone else, mm -hmm. uh, as in they've got a copy of it, or it's your so the really cool thing behind it is that the node we give is completely open source 
and the rules about like what it does and how it operates are com completely configurable. So like one day in the future, if like the there's like a lot of participants in the network, you can actually have more sophisticated players like develop start developing really cool nodes, which like maybe util utilize machine learning and a whole bunch of really cool technologies. But right now it's just something really simple to kind of like get things going. Cause uh, with kind of decentralized technologies, there's a really easy tendency to um, pre, uh, basically for premature optimization, which is like you build way too much before you ever even need it. So like with us, we're really focused on like doing one thing right, no matter how small it is, and then moving on to the next. Whereas like you see, I think like as a result from the 2017 annual like projects offering or like saying they're going to do everything, but there isn't really any like clear roadmap on how that really looks like. Right. Yeah. And I, would, I wouldn't say Bloom got caught up in that, but certainly, you know, other things came up, you know, that, that needed, that required us to do a little, little jaunt over to the side, take care of this other <laughs> thing, and then come back to the primary roadmap. So like 2018 still been huge. We got a lot done. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the original roadmap, which, you know, we had to reference for a while and, you know, a lot of people have asked about, no, we, have, we haven't hit it all, but man, we've hit a lot. And, uh, and even to, to accomplish what you guys have done in eight months is, is huge. So that's, that's no small feat. Um, the, the 8X tokens, it's, is, that, is that a proprietary thing? Is that an ERC-20 standard thing? Or what's the new one? Uh, 722, something like that, 723. Yeah, so like the idea behind that is it's probably just going to be like an ERC-20. The way we describe it is like a API key, like where you have this token, suddenly you can now participate in this network. Like it's very practical in its usage. Um, yeah, like I've found it's what you describe as like a work token. So mm -hmm. like you stake it and then you specify some parameters and then you can like participate in this network. It's like basically very similar to Ethereum where you like, earn either you earn something for processing a transaction similar right. type of thing yeah sounds some yeah, similar so. in idea to blt or even to the witnet uh tokens we talked about on the last show that's cool for um sure. so uh i think we've already we've probably already kind of touched on this but when you guys do open it up uh you know so that other individuals can can run a node um, mm -hmm. whether it's a staking note or, or proof of work or what have you, is it going to be possible for, you know, really trying to hone in on this, like, let's think like Raspberry Pi, like, is it going to be possible for somebody in a developing country, assuming they have reliable power, a decent internet connection, you know, that's up most of the time to earn some sort of income, you know, operating an 8X um, service node? Yeah, basically, we don't actually require like you to mine anything. Like, it's just a good internet connection with like a bit of storage. And that's all you kind of really need to get going. And like, as we see better infrastructure being built, particularly around event logs, um, those requirements like decrease significantly. The only reason why you need to run like a have like connection to a full node is to get those event logs from the blockchain. But like, if you can get those from somewhere else, like maybe even just like a hosted server, which is a bit more centralized. Like, yeah, it's super simple. It's, it's way, way less to mining, say, Angry Birds or 
like blown up to do that. <laughs> or I'm just, I'm, I think I'm, tr I'm trying to see if I can make some full circle here, or maybe an Oracle running on the WitNet protocol. <laughs> like we talked about last time. Uh, that's cool. Sure. That's cool. I, I won't, I'm not going to hold you to that. I'm just, just thinking. Oh, right. That's cool. Uh, so what other what other similar projects, if any, I'm not sure if I've, I've actually seen any, but what other similar projects or protocols do you see competing with 8x, if there are any? And and if so, how do you see yourselves differentiating uh, 8x from, from those other uh, initiatives? Yeah, so there's uh, one is uh, Ethereum Alarm Clock. Um, and then the, so they're focused more around like scheduling like a general purpose scheduling mechanism. And then there's a, um, I think another one called Groundhog. So like uh, Ethereum Alarm Clock, they are, they're focused, the way I describe them is like very general purpose scheduling. Whereas for us, we're all about payments. So it like cuts out like a few use cases, um, but that's kind of fine for us because we believe like if you have something that's like some kind of application, which is very specific in its use case, it's a lot more efficient and it's a lot more faster and easier to comprehend. So like for us, we can create this really slick here because we know we're only doing one thing. Whereas like, if you think, or you try to do everything, um, it's a lot hard getting that cohesion right. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, the, uh, okay, that's cool. So uh, ADEX, you guys are in beta right now. Uh, I think you actually, we had to defer. <laughs> postpone this call <laughs> because you guys were in crunch mode last week getting out a new release uh, for sure i assume that went well because we're talking here today and you don't seem stressed so that's good uh, <laughs> when are when are you having to actually or when are you hoping to have um basically you know the full let's call it version one uh, or you know the full original vision built out released stable and usable for for folks yeah so i'd say like the it, it's kind of hard to exactly pinpoint because for us like the, we don't really see a protocol being like the static thing that you like launch and then it's done forever type thing like for us we view everything in like very small iterations so the first thing is like just working with those like really key customers and like the like they'll be like oh we want this feature but that means you actually have to go back and change the protocol a little so hmm. we're not actually like region on what that protocol looks like right now we're trying to speak with and then like up and down being too many changes between each release then we're kind of like okay this is probably version one let's release it whereas like a lot of other projects might be like this is version one and then that's it so uh yeah that's kind of like how we're approaching things it's very like um similar to like a traditional startup like we're yeah like a lot of the things we do is around like move fast uh like break things and move fast like uh, essentially, it's a bit different to the whole crypto mindset of like develop slowly because you're dealing with money, but we're comfortable kind of like taking some risks because like until you really have serious usage or adoption, um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it's okay to do that. So 2019, no, I'm joking. I know developers don't like to give timelines for a variety of reasons. Uh, but I, you know, I like to ask just in case it's like, yeah, 2019, we're really going to do it. Or um, 
uh, you know, last time it was, yeah, realistically probably 2020. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, just for, for their full vision. That's so, um, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, it is probably not 2020 though, for sure. It's like okay, definitely okay. 2019. Sure, sure. <laughs> I can so what, what I didn't actually talk about is <clears throat> you guys are in beta. Like what can somebody do today? You have, you know, you've got the Netflix logo on your website, that sort of thing, like as a Canadian or maybe an American, or, you know, you're an Aussie, uh, like mm -hmm. what can somebody in, you know, the developed quote unquote, uh, part mm -hmm. of the world, uh, do right now with ADEX? Yeah, so essentially, if you're a merchant, you can like basically stick a line code on your website and then start accepting recurring payments where someone with the web free enabled browser can jump on and uh, like do it, do everything. So they have this really slick like checkout process, which is uh, similar to Stripe where like you and then boom, the payments like start going from your account. And the really key thing which we've like thought about in our protocol is that you don't have to have like a hosted wallet or like uh, someplace else you have to move your funds into. It's the wallet or like private key which you control that the money comes out of. Um, and that happens without us having private keys. So essentially like just shedding a bit of uh, light, you've got the ERC20 standard which has this function which allows someone else to take tokens from your wallet. So essentially you give approval for the protocol to take uh, tokens from your wallet, how we add it. So you might have this one wallet which you get paid from, and then that same wallet your payments can actually go from. And it starts looking very similar to like a bank account. Mm -hmm. And that was like a very deliberate choice we made because having like another wallet or a smart contract which your funds lie in is like a lot of mental overhead, especially like in this day and age where like wallets still aren't that sophisticated. We right. haven't really thought about like multi-account usage and moving funds from this place to Place, etc. So, I guess I'm gonna click my desk. Sorry, uh, no <laughs> that shows cool. up on the audio. Uh, That's cool. Okay, the the other question I had uh, was around, um, you know, eight months ago, like Ethereum's capabilities to actually handle all this. Like, if you guys had to work with the the core team to like submit any any uh, EIPs or, or anything along that line to actually you know, like essentially pull requests, be like, hey guys, we want to do this thing. We've written some of the code or, you know, we need certain, we need your help or we've written the whole thing. Like, can you guys incorporate this? Like, has there been any, any, any movement there needed to actually make this all work for you guys? Uh, there's one which we are actually planning to push out. Um, and essentially it's an EIP for signing multiple transactions at once. So this is something that you guys would probably find useful too. So like, Right now, if you go through like any kind of flow with a DAP, you like somehow end up clicking about like a minimum of, of one button, but anywhere up to five. And it's like really crazy on why can't I just hit one button that does everything. So like right. you might like start off with 8X and you give approval to the protocol. That has to be one transaction in itself. And then you swap your tokens from like uh, swap your ether to say die. That's another transaction. And then you start your subscription. That's a third transaction. And like as a user, you have to wait maybe a total of like 10 minutes for that entire process. And like the drop off rate is like ridiculously high. So yeah. one thing that we want to like. Sorry, folks, the connection got interrupted. 
choose a signing method, easier to sign multiple transactions at one click. So you'll get like a MetaMask prompt and it says, you'll be signing this transaction, this transaction, this transaction. And you're like, cool, that's fine. Hit a button then everything happens at once. So that's something that we're uh, keen to push forward with, um, but just like need to get around to actually like publishing it. We've got like the draft and everything written up. Yeah, that does sound really cool. We, we've been working with delegated transactions quite a bit, uh, or mm. we, and I'm not writing any code, but <laughs> our, our product team <laughs> has, has largely switched over to delegated transactions, actually, actually pretty much everywhere, which has made voting much, much easier, which has made, uh, you know, share, like actually approving a, sh a sharing request much easier, uh, has made it easy for us to actually pay for the trans for the, for the attestation or what have you for the time being, uh, or the gas fees and that sort of thing. So I totally get where you're, where you're going with that. And yeah, I could see some, some situations where later if uh you know you come to uh, a new website you want to sign up for you want to use your bloom id to, to sign up and log in yeah you know one single transaction to authorize um connecting to metamask if you're on the web uh or or you're in another wallet um uh you know sharing sharing the data logging in etc yeah you could you could definitely condense that that down. That's that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I'll uh, I'll let the team know to uh, to keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah. Okay. We'd love to actually collaborate. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, I was oh yeah. Say, no, I was just gonna say. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, you, know, you go ahead because I'm about to wrap up. So if you have something else you want to say, you go ahead. Oh yeah, and I was just saying like it'd be uh, great to like get in touch and like see how we might potentially collaborate around that if you guys like find that useful too. Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let the the product team know, and uh, if so, I'll I'll get get you guys in touch. Um, so as we are wrapping up here, is is there anything we haven't touched on that you really wanted to to make sure people know about? Um, you know, you do have a beta. Do you, are you, uh, you know, I imagine you're looking mostly for merchants right now, but uh, um, you know, is there anything else you want to say? Yeah. Um, if you're like a merchant interested in like entering like crypto payment or even if you make any existing crypto payments, um, would love to hear from you and like see what your like problems are. So like one thing we're really obsessed about is like finding pain points for users. So like, if there's any like pain points about payments in crypto in general, like we'd love to hear from you. Cool. Uh, I think I think a big one for me would actually be Patreon. Cause this would be, mm. you know, maybe not Patreon themselves, but certainly, you know, if there's a, like a fully decentralized version, you know, somebody's building that or even Patreon themselves, that's fine. Uh, I think that'd be really cool because it would be really easy for me to leave a, a little bit of ether set aside every month and, or, or, you know, leave it and die and, you know, have that, have that automatically contribute to the, to the three, uh, uh, Patreon accounts I support. Uh, every month so that'd be really cool and and certainly a case where you'd actually get a lot of volume um you know all at yeah. once and that'd be a really good stress test so yeah well best luck to you actually uh, oh sorry go ahead oh <laughs> sorry i was just gonna quickly add in with the decentralized patreon um it's actually like asking people about this like especially like my like some of my like siblings and stuff um about like or friends about like a decentralized Patreon. And the biggest problem with it is getting crypto. Like the whole on-ramp is still really scary. And like for people to buy crypto, like um, 
it's crypto is like actually a bit of a dirty word word in the regular world like in your like respective crypto bubbles like it's totally cool but as soon as you start venturing out like whenever people hear the word crypto there's like a there's an image of like scamminess um lack of professionality like a lot of really bad connotations that come in through the door so i think sure. the biggest problem with the decentralized patreon isn't building it but it's masking the experience of using crypto altogether that's gonna be the really hard bit to get right Right. Yeah. No. That's that's fair, and that's certainly something we've we've made a big effort on on the mobile apps. Is there's really nothing telling you you're interacting with the Ethereum blockchain whatsoever, and that's mostly from a user experience perspective. Like you don't want to have to sign multiple transactions, as we were talking about earlier, um, or or having to verify. Uh, you know the hash and your wallet address and all that um for a lot of people that means absolutely nothing uh but yeah certainly i've i've run into people who are like hey what are you doing these days and I'm like oh, I, I work for this really cool blockchain startup called bloom and i'm like oh what is that what are they well, oh we're building a decentralized identity and, and credit scoring platform and they're like oh okay that's kind of cool so i don't mention bloom tokens i don't mention ethereum <laughs> i don't mention like yes we're using a blockchain but we're doing something that's actually going to help people uh, in a variety of ways, and uh, you know, especially it, like, sometimes it leads to more questions. Sometimes it's just like, "Cool, over my head, I'm going to walk over here and talk to this other person," but, um, <laughs> or like, "It's Christmas, give me another drink." But uh, uh, yeah, it's I, I tailor I tailor my response depending on on who I'm talking to. So I, I get that. Um, okay. Well, uh, Kerman, thanks so much for uh, getting up early and uh, and participating uh, with Fireside today. It was really, really cool to, to talk to you. Uh, if folks want to learn more about 8x Protocol, I think the website is 8xprotocol.io. Is that right? Dot com. Dot com. My bad. Okay. Yep. 8xprotocol.com. <laughs> Uh, I know that there's a community page there with links to Reddit, Telegram, uh, Discord. Um, uh, and a bunch of other places, Twitter, I think. Uh, so if you want to learn more about 8x Protocol, head over to 8xprotocol.com. Check out the community page. Lots of different ways to to, to get in touch. I know the white the link to the white papers there, and, and a link to the beta too. So if you know a merchant that's that's accepting <laughs> uh, or working with 8x Protocol, there you go. And if you're a merchant who does want to accept uh, cryptocurrencies, even if it's a stable coin. Get up the website, check them out. And uh, Kerman, thanks a lot. And hopefully we can work together in the near future. Likewise, dude. Thanks a lot for having me and uh, keep in touch. Thanks. You too. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye.